0: Hey there, I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash,
1: we review the MCU film Thor Love and Thunder,
0: discuss the best and the worst of the Emmys, and we give you our latest
1: recommendations and watches.
0: So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get
1: ourselves a treat. Here we are with another episode of Our Taste Is Trash. I'm Josh and I'm Jade. And Jade, I missed the Emmys. Oh, totally missed it. Like I <laughs> Did you I knew they were coming up, but like did, did they just cut their their advertising budget cuz I I literally was like Oh, like I got all the notifications of the winners and like the alerts. Yeah. And I was like, I guess the Emmys happened. Like, like, did you ha- happen to see them live?
0: Well, I never watched them oh, live.
1: really? See, like. I, no. I don't. I, don't see, I love award shows. I don't like
0: watching award I, shows. I think the
1: only reason is I like to be the person that knows before everyone else does. So like, you know, like <laughs> I want to see that speech or uh, that terrible moment as it happens. Yeah. Rather than like, I mean. I, I remember texting all my friends about the, in the Oscars, what was the Oscars with yeah, uh, the Will Slap? Smith. Yeah, the Slap. I knew that happened. I saw the, I was like, holy shit, there's some shit that went down. This is going to be huge. And like, people we are like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, uh, I'm watching live because I'm. Me watching than you.
0: live is just watching TikToks <laughs> as it's happening.
1: That also is, I used to do that with Twitter, but now TikTok is much more educational yeah. than. I was yeah. talking to someone the other day about that where, you know, they were talking about where people get their news from on certain subjects and they were surprised that people like under 25, it's all got their news from tiktok you
0: know what's kind of scary is that same demographic also don't google they will look things up on tiktok it's a little scary yeah
1: i mean i like to cross-reference tiktok with twitter and then to google
0: well like if i'm genuinely looking for information i just go to google but if i hear information on tiktok i still go to google because like just because this person on tiktok said it doesn't mean it's true 100 percent but
1: The Emmys happened and there was a lot that happened. I went back and I watched several of the speeches just to get an idea of of why certain things were better than others. Yes. Can we just right off the bat say, Jade, did you see the Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez presentation?
0: Yes, I did on TikTok.
1: (laughs) Same. That's where I first saw it. I went back and watched the whole thing. Yeah. Jade, this is what I wanted.
0: Yes, for Only Murders. Only
1: Murders to be. Can, can we just like, hello, dear, C- Only cut, Murders. Cut
0: that out and put that in.
1: This the... is what we want the whole show to be. Yes. This is what the show should have been. That's what it... season one was about.
0: What oh happened God. in season two? I don't know. They lost it. And it's funny because they literally, we talked about this before, referenced the fact that they lost it in season two. Like, what the fuck?
1: I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, there was a lot more that happened. This was the 74th. Primetime Emmys. It was hosted by Keenan Thompson, uh, yeah. so uh, that's exciting. Like, uh, good yeah. for him. I always feel like he's really underrated. Like, he's an amazing he's comedian. Super
0: underrated. Listen, <laughs> this guy's been doing sketch comedy since he was a teenager, and all that. I
1: was gonna say like five, but yeah, like,
0: yeah. yeah. And <laughs> had his own show, Keenan and Kel, which killed it.
1: So. You know, they, they started, of course, like every show to run heavy because uh, one they were really inadequate with time. That I noticed, like they gave some people a lot more time and cut some people off. Yes, and I think they cut out some of Keenan's bits, like. I watched a few of them, and like he was great, and I was like, "This show, this is what this is the kind of host that you need for a show like this to keep things moving, to be able to move on the fly, to be able to." And like they should have just been like, "You know what? We're going to run heavy." He's also really
0: good at improv. Again, part of his job. Hundred percent. Yeah. So
1: I (laughs) mean, he's what the one of the longest running cast members of SNL ever. Yeah. Right. Like, is it ever? I think it's close to ever. I'm not. I I, I've done this with no research, so please don't hold me to it. But I'm pretty sure because he's what. I'm going to say a year and I'm going to be totally off but like over 10, right? Oh, probably. Yeah.
0: Probably. I mean, yeah, was it 2022, 2012? That sounds bar. He's
1: he's got to be top 3 like for sure. or 5 for or sure. run, longest running yeah. cast members. But anyway, nothing not here to talk about, but uh some of the big news uh quickly, Bill Hader uh was called out for the only person to wear a mask, which hey. Oh good, yeah. Good for you. It'd be different, Bill. <laughs> like you're fucking great. Like want to wear a mask? Don't, but he... like, don't let the haters, so you <laughs> know.
0: I get it. Actor experience at Top Gun. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where should we start? You know, let's let's start with more touching subjects. Yes. So, Lee Ralph, big mm-hmm. deal. Abbott Elementary, a show that I still haven't started watching yet. It's been on my list. I hear oh,
0: it's, same. It's great.
1: Yeah. But she won for best supporting actress in a comedy series. Second Black woman ever to win in that category, which, which is just crazy. Huge. It, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got a standing ovation. Gave an amazing. Yeah. Look. If you're to me, there's two ways you give. it. A speech for an Emmy or an Oscar, right? You mm-hmm. either go hard emotional and inspiring yeah. or you go ridiculous, yeah. right? And and pumped oh, up. Funny. Like, yeah. this is exactly what I want in an Emmy speech. Like, mm-hmm. she starts singing. Like, she came out and has an amazing singing voice. She sta- sung uh, <laughs> Diana Reeves' Endangered Species, the first cu- couple of lines. Yeah. Super inspiring. Uh, I wrote down a couple of her quotes. She's like, don't ever give up on you was the, the one thing that she said. Mm-hmm. And she goes... This and she referenced herself, is what believing in yourself looks like. And I was like, awesome. Fucking good for you. Like, good for you, man. Like, that's, uh, like, I, I was like, it was only like two minute speech, but I was like, that, that, Like, that's what I want right there. Uh, (laughs) Did you see the Jennifer Coolidge going on the more comedic side? Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) Jennifer Coolidge's speech, incredible, because she, I expect nothing less from her, like, just goes up there, is so flabbergasted that she even won, so unprepared, since she decides, she's like, yelling out expletive she's like oh fuck shit and she pulled out this crumpled up piece of paper of like who she's trying to thank and they immediately start playing the, the walkout music and she's, and she's like wait wait no, wait! once in a lifetime yeah she's like i just and she just keeps doing it and then just starts dancing to the music that they're trying to kick her off
1: the stage and she was with. so fun. like i love the fact that over the music she's yelling like I- i'm never gonna win another one just give me a couple more seconds i'm never yes, gonna win I'm another one, one of these and i'm like this is <laughs> it you-? <laughs> what did she say? She goes into this. Bit. I never know. Like Jennifer uh, Coolidge, is those people where I never know if it's a bit or if that's just she her serious? or if it's both. But she's like, "Oh, I'm just so swollen. I I bathed in oh, lavender, lavender before this, and my dress is just so tight." She's yeah, like, he's, just talking he's, mumbling. He's, <laughs> It was amazing. I was like, "This is what the people want at home." Like, just let Jennifer Coolidge have her fucking moment, just let her have her moment, and let her talk.
0: Like, yeah. that's all. Because you know what? That's interesting. Then someone go up there and be like, "I would like to thank um, Attica oh. Simzy." Like,
1: so, <laughs> so I don't know whatever. if they did this live, Jade, but like, I was watching. I went to the Emmys website because they have like all the categories. You can rewatch yeah. everything. On some of the supers, uh, at least online. When some of the uh, categories won, Mm -hmm. they actually had, a a, on the lower third, where they had their name and everything, and and Mm -hmm. the show that they're part of, they said, so-and-so would like to thank, and they had all these thank yous from that person. And I was like, this is smart production. Because, you know what? I understand. You want to thank... To me, it's like, if you want to thank some of your family members, like, you have a spouse, you have a brother or sister that was important to you, you have mom and dad, that's fine. People... Normal people, the normies like us yeah. at home, can relate They'd to like
0: that. They'd like to hear it. Be like, oh, they said I don't
1: give a fuck about your agent, no. your PR team. We your, get it.
0: The director, the writer, like, they all have to you get there. The fu- we yeah. understand. No, we stop.
1: Do, do Put those people... In in the line yeah. where we can see it on TV, but you don't need to talk about. It. You don't need to take up time in the show to thank those people. Fuck those people. Like I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about your publicist. But the thing is, like, like
0: because you know that they've already been thanked probably before, and they're going to be thanked after. Like you yeah, know what I mean? You know, like, and also, they're, they're aware. Gonna thanked,
1: they're going to get thanked by getting more jobs, exactly. Because they directed you or they wrote that piece for you. For you and exactly. They, they're going to get theirs in the industry. We don't care. Like they know. We don't care about yeah. them. They're going to get there. They're going to make more money than. And a, 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 put And that's the thing
0: too. Is like the every the everyday person who's watching this. They're like, I don't. Who, I don't are give you, a shit. who are you talking about? I
1: want to see you cry. I want to see you get pumped up. I want I give to give you, you an inspirational speech. swear. Yeah. I want
0: you to, like, basically be, you love me. Yeah. You really
1: love me. Like, you know? Exactly. That's what that's what we want to see. Like, I yeah. don't care about the other shit. But uh, should we go now controversial? Probably oh. the most controversial thing. It wasn't, someone did not get slapped yeah. in this. So it wasn't
0: quite, quite Oscars yeah.
1: level. But there is controversy around a bit that happened with Jimmy Kimmel yes. uh, when the award for Best Writing in a Comedy Series came out. It's uh, Quinta Kinta, Brunson. Yeah. Quinta, right? Yeah, Quinta Brunson. Quinta. 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 K- Quinta. Damn it, Quinta. Quinta Brunson uh, won Best Writing in a Comedy Series yes. and for Abbott Elementary. So... Essentially, what happened is Jimmy did a bit with uh, what can I think of his name? Oh goodness, it's blanking uh, for me. It's uh, what we did in the shadows. Um, oh, uh,
0: is it J- Jemaine Clement?
1: No, hold on. or Taika Waititi? Uh, no, no, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm saying the wrong movie.
0: Oh, oh, oh is this from the show? Is that what you're talking about? I think so. Is it? Um, oh my god, what's his name? Why can't I think of his name? Can't...
1: I'm blanking. are <laughs> staring show, so at each other. Arrested, Arrested Development. He's also in that. Will Will Arnett. Really? Will Arnett. <laughs> God, got it. Knew we'd get there. <laughs> I
0: knew there's well, someone. we just took up like sixty seconds for the whole at show. Us, just like- to, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so essentially, the bit was, you know, Jimmy was dragged out onto the stage on his back because he was supposed to have been so depressed and like uh, kind of hitting some of the the bar mm-hmm. because he's depressed from having lost so many times in his category, <sighs> yeah. which is kind of like the bit was kind of funny. Was funny. The bit was funny because like you Whatever. know, Will Annette like reaches down and has to get the winner's name out of his jacket and yes. like yeah, but. What happened is when Kinta came up to accept her award, Jimmy stayed there through the, the entire, entire time.
0: Speech. Yeah. So,
1: I I watched this whole bit, and then I watched the bit on his show because he had Kinta on and talked and didn't mm-hmm. offer an apology. I might say something controversial, and this is terrible because oh I I'm okay. coming from a white man, so I'm okay. gonna need your perspective okay. here as, as a woman too, Jade. But okay. like. I think that the joke itself in the beginning was good. Mm-hmm. I think that even as she came up to the stage to accept her award, she played into the joke a little bit. She like, I think she asked Jimmy to like hold her cell phone or something mm-hmm. like, which I was like, oh, that's, that's funny. Like this is, yeah. this is a fun, I think it became too much when he stayed at a certain point. Like I yeah. think at a certain point as she started her speech, especially cause it was, was kind of heartfelt, yeah. he probably should have crawled off or done. He could have made it funny. That still would have been fine, but he should have yeah. exited Stage but left at some point.
0: For me, it just felt like he should have just left the moment she came to get her award. Because yeah. even if he left in the middle of it, it would have been about people watching him crawl off the stage and not listening to her. And I think well, the, I, the problem I, yeah. comes from the fact That people are now distracted by the fact that this white man, Jimmy Kimmel, is laying on the ground instead of focusing on the fact that Kenta Brunson, a black woman, won in this category, which is not that common. And it's her very first Emmy. Yes. You know, like, it's a very big deal. This is her first show that she's written. She pitched this show. She writes on this show. She acts on this show. This is a huge deal. And now the entire, first of all, every photo of her. She can now, it's with Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel, so she can't even have that moment without him being in it. Plus, people are distracted watching her give this speech because they're like, the fuck is he doing laying on the ground?
1: And I think that's it. I think that he could have had that moment as a presenter Mm -hmm. because there's plenty of moments like that in Emmys and Oscars up until it was no longer funny. And the moment it was no longer funny was when she accepted the award and played into the bit. After that, it You should ended. have gone up and left, yeah. And, and I'll say, I will give huge props to the director of the Emmys. Whoever was directing mm-hmm. this made an amazing choice because there's so many choices during a live show that you have to make. Oh, yeah. He cut away from Jimmy Kimmel. So yeah. after mm-hmm. she walked up, he could have held a wide shot and done yeah. that, but he didn't. There are, I'm well, assuming he, it's he. I don't know if it's he or she. That had, they that they was, pulled but in. They yeah. were just gave us a tight shot of Brunson yeah. accepting and telling her award, which I think you know what mm-hmm. that to the audiences at home was a stronger message because yes, yeah. you know that bit's still going on, but you aren't able to see yes. it because they made that intentional choice. So I I applaud them for making that choice.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that was a great choice for people. You know, obviously watching at home, it just sucks because there's obviously photographers there, so they get the shot of like her with him. Yeah, um, but I, it's obviously not the most outrageous like the slap but it is something that's kind of like mm,
1: i think it's the after like, I, th- I think it's something that like, like let her jimmy, have her flowers jimmy and you know? kimmel as a veteran in the space should have known right should have known what that would have caused yeah. and like
0: and not only that but had there been a different relationship so like kinta talked about it a little bit after the show where she said like you know oh we're like we're friends with each other we know each other like he's always been a big supporter but no one is like yeah kinta and jimmy like they're besties yeah. you know like had this been two you know people in the industry who know each other extremely well and that is their relationship it could have worked better you know like if it was like Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds or even if it was Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel yeah you know I think it would have been a completely different vibe versus like people are like
1: what is-? what is happening yeah, yeah. no I totally so, agree um a um, couple other things uh Zendaya yeah. is uh now the youngest two-time yeah. Emmy Award winner both for Euphoria so that's yeah. uh yeah good for her I mean,
0: yeah. I think she's the only black woman who's won Emmys back to back.
1: Ooh, maybe I, I, I did not, I, I did not do that check. much research, but that that may be right. Yeah, um, Lizzo halfway to an EGOT.
0: <gasps> yes, that's exciting to see. I think she's going to get an EGOT. I mean, really, on. I do. What,
1: okay. what, is, she has the Emmy now,
0: and she's a Grammy. She has the Grammy. And I think
1: she needs the Tony, and she needs the Oscar. Yeah. Right? So which
0: she going 100% do cuz it's as a musician I think it's easier to get egots than it is as an actor because you can get Oscars and Emmys for music um and then you can also get obviously Tony for music as well. So yeah. if you write the music for a play, if you write it for all these you can get you know, you can get all those. But I think she could do it.
1: I'd be I'd be for it. I'd be for It'd be it. Awesome. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Be great.
0: I want to watch a A musical that Lizzo wrote. (laughs) Oh yeah! Are you
1: kidding me? Come on, come on, be the best. All right, let's talk about uh, like actual winners and losers now. Yeah. So surprisingly, with the most Emmy uh, Emmy wins Mm -hmm. of the night. We Have White Lotus, that's
0: right, with five
1: Emmys. Like, yeah. so they took home. We, we already talked about Jennifer Coolidge, best supporting actress mm-hmm. in a limited series. Uh, also, uh, Murray Bartlett, yeah. one for best supporting actor. And, and Jade, correct me if I'm wrong, I had forgotten that we had done way back when the Emmys were announced <laughs> a yes. prediction show. Did we not, did we or did we not, uh, predict Mike Bartlett, or did we hope we- for it?
0: only predicted correctly, Murray Bartlett. Yes!
1: (laughs) We got one. We got
0: one. And I think... I think we did correctly predict Ted Lasso.
1: Okay. So we got yeah. two. The so we rest- we Two did.
0: overall. We didn't- I don't know, because I think our predictions are also mixed with like what we wanted. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think you're right, because we, we
1: really wanted like some Secession wins, and we didn't get that, but-
0: Severance. I, I, severance. Damn yes. it.
1: Secession, Severance. I keep- There's too many S's. <laughs> um, a, a, speaking of Secession, though, it did walk away with three Emmys. Yeah. Uh, it got Best Drama Series, uh, which not really a surprise there. Yeah. Uh, it got Best Writing for a Drama. But uh, hey, you know what? Supporting actor with Matthew McFadden. That's, I think that's a little exciting to see.
0: Good for him because he's not even one of the major supporting actors. You he's, know what I mean? So
1: that that is an issue because with that cast, I think there are most of the actors are supporting yeah, based supporting. on springtime. Oh, yeah, springtime. <laughs> I can't talk today. What is happening? Based on screen, screen time. time. There we go. Uh, so that is, and that's a tough. I think cast to stand, stand out, out in. and and yeah. i mean i i do like his character that like I he can it's be really getting annoying. a
0: lot of moments between him and what's his face greg
1: oh yeah 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 so um anyway going on to the next one uh actually before that comedy series for uh ted lasso had mm-hmm. four emmys uh, on the night of no course surprise I, yeah no surprise outstanding you know best comedy series yep. Lead actor Jason Sudeikis, which no one's surprised about. Mm-hmm. Supporting actor though.
0: Yes, yeah, right. Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein.
1: That's exciting, which ties into our movie this week.
0: <gasps> yeah. Yeah. We're gonna see him again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it also got uh, outstanding directing. So again, I don't think too many surprises there. But you know, Jade, do you, I know you have some of our predictions. Where I where do. were we on some of the drama and comedy awards?
0: Ooh, well, so we For drama, we wanted Severance. Um, we did
1: want Severance. You
0: know, like Secession won. I, I think they won last year, too. Or, uh, you know, they've they basically been winning because they've been around longer. So I think Severance kind of needed its shine a little bit. But we got Ted Lasso correct on comedy. For um, lead actor in a drama, though, we had also said Adam Scott from Severance.
1: I would have loved to see Adam Scott from Severance. Uh, But, you know, it was just... uh. I, yeah. But you know what's exciting about that is yeah. that someone who we I think we said this on the show I have to go back and listen, but I think we said uh, Lee Jong Jae was a dark horse in this category. We did. And he won yeah. for Squid Game. That's that's yes. a big deal
0: because I think we had talked about the possibility that he could win, but we just weren't sure because he you know this is foreign language and you know it's, it's and yeah, actually.
1: I didn't feel his performance, honestly, was yeah. the strongest, even in that series. That cast, yeah, yeah, in that cast. So I'm surprised to see this, but I'm glad to see that Squid Game. And it also took home, was it best directing or was it best writing? There was it was one of the other categories there. Oh uh,
0: yeah, it was best directing for directing of drama by Huang uh, Dong Kyuk, yeah. and which yeah. is well
1: deserved. I mean, yeah. this is this,
0: and this is a huge deal because again, this is a foreign language yeah. series, and I. Don't know if it's—I can't remember if it's never happened or it's just not common. I mean, obviously not common, but um yeah. So, you know, it's kind of nice to see.
1: Also, you know, kind of moving on to to lead actress categories. uh, Gene Smart won for Hacks.
0: Yeah. I
1: think I had wanted Elle Fanning to win for The Great. I think Elle Fanning deserved a little more credit than yeah. she got for this. But my
0: other choice was Rachel Brosnahan for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But I mean, she's gotten her flowers before, so yeah.
1: I mean, and, and she's great. Uh, again, lead actress in a drama. We already said Zendaya. Like, no surprise there, I, I don't think. You know what I can't believe? I, I'm starting to remember uh, that Reese Witherspoon was even nominated for Morning Show, which is just so fucking terrible.
0: Oh, my God. Such a terrible show. Yeah. Yeah, I actually forgot about that show.
1: I think we both, though, did we... I'm pretty sure we had predicted Laura Linney. I think maybe we were voting with our hearts there.
0: Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) We did say Laura Linney for Ozark, but uh, for lead actors in a drama. (laughs) You know, we just wanted it to happen for her.
1: Again, you know, uh, lead actor in a comedy series, no surprise, Jason Sudeikis there. I don't think he really had any competition, even though, you know, again, I think... Loving the great show so much, like Nicholas Holt, I Ugh. would have loved to see get a little more attention. I said but, I
0: wanted either Martin Short, or Steve Martin, uh, but you know, because yeah. it was going on. That was from season one, is what it was based off of.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: for from season one, I think they did a phenomenal job. But I, I get you know Jason Sudeikis, obviously.
1: What, what other you know? Uh, what other categories here that did you find interesting as far as wins or?
0: You know what actually I thought was interesting in a category that we don't really talk about a lot because it's always the same shows as animation. So Arcane 1, which, you know, this is a new show based it's on League on my of Legends. List. Yeah, by Netflix. I tried to watch episode one. I kind of fell out. But... Um, but that, normally, because that category is always stacked with the same shows, it was like The Simpsons, Family Guy, like Rick and Morty, like yeah. Bob's Burgers. It's the same shows we see over and Even over Rick again.
1: Even Rick and Morty is a, a newcomer to that category because there's yes. so many that, I mean, you talk about Family Guy has what, like 18 seasons now? Yeah, it's like, been around forever. Yeah. The Simpsons has
0: been around forever. So, you know, for me, I was like, Arcane's a dark horse. There's no way they're going to win it. My prediction was Rick and Morty because I'm like, oh, they have a huge following. They're new on the scene. But Arcane took it home. And that was a big win for Netflix.
1: Interesting. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about lead actress in a limited anthology series. Oh, yeah. I think I do have to watch The Dropout now because Amanda Seyfried won for The Dropout, which Mm -hmm. is on Hulu. But I think this is one where we... There's some snubs happening here because I finally broke down and watched Made on Netflix with Margaret Qualley. Jade, I know you've watched both. So Yes, I have. It's way in here. What's your opinion? Look...
0: Amanda Seyfried did a great job in the dropout. And I have, you know, I followed the whole case of Elizabeth Holmes. I've watched like videos of the actual like interviews with her. And I think she did a good job matching her mannerisms. But I just think Margaret Qualley just absolutely killed it. I think she represented something like I mean, her acting in that show is phenomenal showing a like how mental abuse affects the psyche in a way that is visual and showing kind of like pain, hiding it, all of these different things. And I just, I would have loved to see her when. No hate to Amanda Seyfried. I mean, no. she's deserving as well, but I just, I think a little bit step up was more
1: I mean, I think this was probably one of the most competitive categories, maybe, if not the most competitive category. Absolutely. I mean, you had – you know, I haven't seen The Staircase, but Tony Collette was in this for The Staircase. You had Julia mm-hmm. Garner for Inventing Anna, which was great. Lily James for Pam and Tommy. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Sarah Paulson for Impeachment and, and Margaret Qualley for Made. You know, That's I mean. That's
0: a stacked category. It's
1: stacked. Like, Julia Garner did get an Emmy for a supporting actress in mm-hmm. Ozark, which I think is great to see her get a yeah. statue. But I think her role in Venting Anna was stronger oh than her God. role in Ozark. Well,
0: I think we talked about this during our nomination episode where we had said that if Julia Gardner wins for one, she's probably not going to win for the 100%. other. And I had a feeling that was going to be the case because the supporting actress drama category, even though it was strong, I don't think it was as strong as the supporting or as the
1: lead. It really wasn't. I mean, you have things like, you know, like Sydney Sweeney for Euphoria. You have... Sarah Snook for Succession. I mean, all these were great. I mean, Christina Uh Ricci for Yellow Jackets. I mean, I haven't seen that show, but I've heard good things. Yeah. I just don't think that any of those, well, those are all amazing actresses. I don't think their performances were as good as as you know. I almost said Patricia Arqu- Ar- 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 but
0: Julia Gardner. <laughs> yeah. in, uh, uh,
1: Julia Gardner and Ozark. Uh, Ozark but uh, I can't speak to that. I don't know what's going on. When something's happening, something's in the air. Mushmouth. There's like much. <laughs> I have much mouth. But, uh, you yeah. know, so overall it was I don't think a night of. Super surprises, but, you know, aside from a couple categories, but uh, it was, yeah, kind of fun, interesting, but uh, not filled full of as much drama as the Oscars. Yeah. Movie review. First look. But, Jay, before we run out of time in our first segment, let's take a first look at our movie this week, which is Thor, Love and Thunder. Jane i just toss it to you. You, you, I feel like are the Marvel expert in oh, this yeah. <laughs> duo. So, initial thoughts.
0: Um, I'll start out by saying this is definitely a very funny film. I loved all the nods to like the '80s. Obviously, heavy on Guns and Roses. It's also played off of what's called like I think it's called like Swords and Wizards category or something of the '80s. It's a big thing, Dungeons and Wizards. But, um, my Biggest gripe though is as funny and as amazing as this film is, I don't really think it fit in the MCU, and I don't <gasps> think it fit Thor. Wow, so, I know.
1: Oh I no, know. you're way more critical of this. I thought I was going to be the critical one because <laughs> I always come in here and just—I feel like nine times out of ten, I just crap you on, all my, on on a lot. lot. Yeah, Jade, I had a lot of fun in this movie. Now, I I do have some trash that we'll talk about after the break, mm-hmm. but I mean. There was, I had so much fun in this movie, and I'm going to talk more about her mm-hmm. in this, but I honestly think this was Tessa Thompson's movie. Yes. I, I, lo- I I I enjoyed Chris Hemsworth. I enjoyed some of the other cameos in this, but like, Tessa Thompson, I feel like, took her acting to a new level, and it's hard to stand out in an all star cast. Don't you don't re- think
0: so? I don't really even remember half of her scenes. I don't I, think. I absolutely.
1: You know what, Jade? I, I did something for this show because I yeah. wanted to give it a fair shake, this movie. So I watched it this weekend. I watched it this twice. Past weekend. And then I watched it again yeah, uh, just I before it we twice. started. So. Really? You don't it, think so?
0: I had to relook at a synopsis to remember. How- in fact,
1: the only complaint I have about Tessa Thompson yeah. is that she needed more screen well, time. Well, that's was my complaint. Oh, well, there we go. So we're on the same page here. But I think, honestly, I think she held her own and if not dominated the scenes that she was in, whether it was with Natalie Portman, whether it was with Chris Hemsworth. like, yeah. And I don't really remember her getting that... I, I think that level. I think she in had a stronger role
0: in Ragnarok than she did in this really? movie. Really? Yeah.
1: See, I I maybe I just don't remember some of the past Thor movies.
0: I actually don't think well, you remember. The I don't. Maybe Pastor I don't remember movie. them. But like,
1: I loved her in this movie. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, also, I uh, just some of the comedic bits. I mean,
0: they were really they were good. Cr-
1: the goats. Uh, loved it. Loved oh, it. I got some it.
0: great trivia about those goats. Oh,
1: I I'm so excited to hear because that. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know I I have a lot of good things to say Yeah. I do have a little bit of trash but I mean I enjoyed this movie way more than I thought I would I thought it was just going to be another run of the mill Marvel movies but you know Tiki Watiti put his stamp on this and I think in some good ways and some bad but Mm -hmm. we'll review all of those right after the break so come back we're going to review our movie it's Thor I almost said Ragnarok (laughs) (laughs) Thor Love and Thunder I'm going to learn how to speak between now and the break Your presentation.
0: Kids get to popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. Well, he got in shape. He went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that younger, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor.
1: Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? And our movie this week, which I'm going to get right, mm-hmm. is Thor, Love and Thunder. I actually had to read it because I was going <laughs> to say one of the wrong Thor. <laughs> not Ragnarok. Yep. Not Dark World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love and Thunder. This... Oh. Is as we've said, directed by Tika Batid, written by Tika Batid and Jennifer Caitlin Robinson, who's done a few other credits to her name. Yeah. But Jade, for those, let's let's ask. I'm to ask two, you two questions, which I know you're not prepared for, uh-huh. but uh, I'm gonna do it anyway because we didn't discuss this. <laughs> okay. The synopsis of this movie, and maybe you could give those and even myself some context as to what else we need to know about this film. To make the synopsis understandable of what's going on in Thor Love and Thunder.
0: So essentially, I mean...
1: How much time do we have? Well, yeah, so... 30 seconds. Yeah, in case you didn't know
0: that Valkyrie is now the king of New Asgard. So what you have to know is that Asgard, the planet, got destroyed in, I believe, Ragnarok. Yep. And so they all had to leave that planet. They create a new home on Earth, which is now called New Asgard. And then Valkyrie, she's the last of the Valkyries who are war maidens who basically bring... Uh, warriors who die in battle to Valhalla, the, you know, their eternal life, whatever. Yep. And uh, so she's the last of the Valkyrie. She joined Thor during Ragnarok and battled whatever. And then now she is the king of New Asgard, obviously since Odin died. And Korg is someone that uh, Thor met in Ragnarok. He's like a rock person. And he's kind of just been his best friend. <laughs> and then basically after the events of Endgame and everything that happened, Thor, Thor has just been traversing the universe with the Guardians of the Galaxy, saving people from distress, and um, that's kind of it. And I guess his relationship with Jane Foster, she was introduced in the first Thor. She's the one that found him. They fell in love. They broke up between that film and Dark World. And Dark World, they get back together, and then supposedly between then and the next Avenger film, she broke up with Thor over a letter, and we never see her again. So this is the first time we've seen her since Thor The Dark World.
1: So what then, maybe briefly, happens in this film?
0: Oh my god. So, (laughs) a quick synopsis of this film is that Jane has been diagnosed with cancer and, um, Basically, in order to beat the cancer, she ends up seeking out Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: it's that's how I – every time I want to say it, I'm always like Mjolnir, Mjolnir, Mjolnir. Yeah, Mjolnir. So she seeks
0: out Mjolnir, and then basically the hammer chooses Jane, and she becomes Mighty Thor. And so then she's strong and powerful, but only when she has the hammer. So every time she uses it, it weakens her body, and it's actually killing her faster. And then we have Gore, the God Butcher – who basically carries the necro sword and the necro sword grants him powers to kill gods but it will eventually kill him so his whole thing is his daughter died and uh the god that he praised rapu he basically was like we don't care about you and so he made it his mission to kill all gods and he wants to find eternity because if you find eternity you can ask eternity a wish and he will grant it so he wants to wish that all gods will die and that's kind of the main thing
1: that happens here yeah and and we kind of find ourselves with thor and we he picks up in a story where he's kind of in an interim almost like he's just Mm -hmm. kind of waiting and literally, this is the whole first part. He's just yes. like waiting in this one spot until someone asks him to come help. and help. And that's Chris yeah. Pratt from, <laughs> from, <I'm laughs> from Avengers. Yeah. yeah, well, because he's Quill. like,
0: he's, you know, he's going around the universe, helping with in people in distress. But I think the whole thing is he's lost his, his purpose because obviously we haven't had an Avengers film since. So there hasn't been a great galactic disaster that he's had to advert and most of his friends and his family have all died so and of course his, he have his love his main love jane so yep. he's kind of in this place of like trying to find purpose um and so basically sif gives him purpose when he discovers that gore the god butcher is going to attack new asgard so
1: Well, and and of course, we've already mentioned several, but this is a stacked cast. You have, you know, Chris Hemsworth (laughs) as Thor, Nedley Partman as the Mighty Thor, Mm -hmm. Jane Foster, Dr. Jane Foster. Dr. Jane Foster. (laughs) Christian Bale as Gore, the God Butcher. uh, Tessa Thompson... You have Russell Crowe as Zeus, uh, Tiki Watiti as Korg, and then you also have, just to name off a few other people, you have Chris Pratt, David Patisse, Karen Gillum, Kat Mm -hmm. Demings is in this, Idris Elba. Uh, Who am I missing here? Oh, uh, Matt Damon has a little cameo in this, as well as... Pretty much the entire Hemsworth family, I believe, is yes, in this film. they are all in this film. You have film. Luke Hemsworth. You have uh, Chris Hemsworth's wife. Yeah, his Elsa daughter. Pataki,
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, his daughter and his two sons are all in the film.
1: Yeah, so it's it's, yeah. it's stacked cast, uh, I think, fairly well directed by... Tiki Watidi in terms of Taika Watidi ta- as well as I, th- I think I, I think his last name is Watidi I want to see like Tiki Watidi like, like Tiki Tika like or Tiki, or tiki, tiki I, I always Taika. I see his name and I want to say Tiki like that's like a tiki torch I don't know why. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> I think fairly well directed uh with having this literally the entire cast is A list. So I mean, mm-hmm. decent job but Jade, let's dive right into it. What was trash about this film?
0: Oh my god, I have so much. Um <laughs> So, again, uh, uh, this film was very funny. It had some really great elements and really great scenes to it. But I think my overall thought of this is just there were no real stakes. They have this incredible villain, Mm. Gore the God Butcher. He's such a cool character, especially in the comics. And there was just literally no... Stakes, I didn't feel it because one, all the gods that he kills, there's only one that we actually see him kill on screen, Rapu, who isn't it for two seconds? We don't even know who Rapu is, but then we never see him kill another god. It's always like just shown off screen of like, he killed this god and this god, but we don't actually see it. Then the battle in the very end, it takes away so much of the gravitas because you have all the children there that Thor temporarily grants powers to, fighting off shadow monsters, and they're doing with like fucking fairy wands and bunny rabbits and I'm like what the fuck is this like this doesn't feel high stakes because I know none of these children are going to die they're laughing as they're killing monsters (laughs) and I'm like so nothing tragic is about to happen there's no I'm like I'm not afraid that everything's going to end like even in Ragnarok it felt hard because their entire planet died even though they won they defeated hella but they still lost something grand and the loss in this is yes jane whatever but there's also like nothing there because jane hasn't been part of the mcu and for fucking ever um they barely get back together before she dies and also i was like we bring her back just to kill her off like what the fuck like what is the point of that you know it's funny
1: that's literally the second thing i had written down for trash was that why (laughs) i'm gonna read it we finally get Jane slash Natalie Portman back just to kill her? Yes. Question mark. Like, like I don't that's- get it.
0: And then I have a lot of issues with um, just kind of, like, continuity and things like that. Like, okay, first of all, so Thor... Can somehow temporarily give his power to people. So where the fuck was that when they were fighting Thanos and all this other bullshit, right? I like, thought that was weird.
1: Like I'm glad the, you, I didn't even think about that because I'm not like <clears throat> e- steeped in some of the the Marvel stuff, or I yeah. just it exits my brain. But I don't I didn't remember that. That's a good point. I didn't yeah, remember that. previously. because I'm like,
0: why wouldn't you be able to that? Use that then during other battles if that yeah. was even an option. And then. The whole thing of Mjolnir healing itself just for Jane, but then why is it that it couldn't be healed and Thor could use Mjolnir? Why did he have to create Stormbreaker?
1: That's a good point. What? Why was Thor able to wield the hammer? Because yes, because he
0: holds it after yeah. he's like, oh, just checking, and like it's like, okay, so if you could, if you're still worthy to hold Mjolnir, then why couldn't it have healed itself and he could have used it? in the past like he had to create stormbreaker because he couldn't use his fucking hammer that was the whole reason stormbreaker existed and now she has it anyways that's weird um (laughs) and then i just also felt like you know we're we're, it's okay so we're introduced to all of these gods at omnipotent city right so there's clearly a large amount but also i'm like number one What makes someone a god? Because if there's other Avengers out there who have powers just as powerful as Thor, like Wanda, then why is Wanda not a god if Thor's considered a god? Why is Zeus considered a god? But then like Is it
1: because is it is the difference in the because I I think it gets confusing when you have gods, right, and superhero. I can agree with that. yeah I don't know if it's powers, is it just immortality?
0: Well, Thor's not immortal. He lost a fucking eye. He can die. Loki dies. I mean, Loki yeah. comes back, but he also has like magic. Well, I
1: guess immortality, like, Thor doesn't age, right? Like, he can die in battle, but he doesn't age, right? I think he um, ages. Does he?
0: We just don't. We, maybe time passes differently on Asgard. Mm. And maybe that's why he's been around as long as he has been. But obviously, we saw him as a child growing up. Yeah, that's like, true. Um, it's really weird. And then Odin ages, because Odin kind of basically died of old age, right? Like, towards the end.
1: For some reason I thought he was murdered. I don't no, my memory remember, of the last time It couple was of like Thor movies. and
0: Loki sitting with Odin in New Asgard oh, talking yeah. to him and then he like turns into dust. That's right. It's fucking weird. So I'm like what are the rules here? Like what makes someone a god? Um and then also just the whole concept of love and thunder, which is the entirety of this film. It's the fact oh. that <laughs> Thor basically says that he will raise gore's daughter love as his own and then somehow she's imbued with the power of eternity because she's been resurrected from the dead by eternity and now they roam the universe basically protecting people from evil
1: i didn't get that either until they like it was like oh we need to get the title in at the end and oh here's here's a child love and thunder i so I will agree with you on most of your points. I'm not as tied to some of the plot points. Like, I can forgive that in the Marvel Universe because my biggest Mm -hmm. gripe... uh, I'm going to circle back to some of your points. But, like, my (laughs) biggest gripe in this, Jade, it is impossible as a casual viewer in the Marvel Universe now... This is the one thing I hate about Mm -hmm. all Marvel movies. I can't, just as a casual viewer, watch this movie standalone and understand what's happening. It's it's like sitting... It's like sitting in a conversation with hardcore, let's just say Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. And then like talking about like who shot first, Hans or fucking, you know, we you know why why the yeah. you know first three episodes are worse than you know the well it's the like first, having a conversation you know, more, like, with
0: friends and everyone's using inside jokes. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly
1: what it is. And you're just standing there going, Why I know I should understand more yeah. of this, but I don't. I need I don't know if it's released beforehand if it plays before the movie i need like a five minute yeah. like not just a trailer but like a tailored like recap. story of yeah. recap of like you, know what they, you
0: need to know this you know what they should do josh is they should just have deadpool do it at the beginning Holy where he shit. fast forwards through scenes and he's like de- okay so here guys and then de- he does a recap or like drawings Jade. yeah
1: That's literally what I need. Yeah. In in every Marvel movie, like especially, especially like I know Avengers is going to be coming up. You know, another going to be a lot more. Like I, especially with those movies where you you have every converging thing, like because you know what, Jade, I'm not even going to apologize anymore. I'm not watching Ant Man. I'm not. So like Uh, when when Paul Rudd is in one of these, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Just tell me what I need to know. You know, same thing for all these other movies. Like just tell me what I need to know. Some of them I'm not going to watch. I need that. I need yeah. like a Deadpool to fucking tell me yeah. what's happening so I care. It would care. be
0: clever, funny, would make sense and then fit within be- the universe. Because
1: we were just talking about this. The literal Thor movies, all four of them, I have almost no recollection of, of the Clearly. major pl- <laughs> plot points. But like I it spans a decade. Like, you know, it the yeah, first Thor movie came out in 2011. Yeah. Like, if you haven't been following this, I don't care who you are, you're not going back. And, you know, mm-hmm. this movie it has cameos from the entire guardians of the galaxy so like if you haven't watched that series you don't understand some of the stuff yeah, they're talking about or who well, those characters not are just
0: Thor, but you have to watch avengers infinity war and avengers endgame because yeah. that's how you understand why he was fat and then also that's how you understand like where valkyrie came from. you know there's just so many different things so, we um, spent a
1: lot more time on trash than i, I thought we would I, I i didn't know that you were going to go that heavy into no uh, <laughs> i mean
0: i i mean there's like i even more it's just to me it's just frustrating because to me this felt like a children's movie and this is thor we're talking about this is one of the like most interesting characters because number one i love norse mythology and number two the comics thor is a fairly serious character and he plays the straight man in his first two films the comedy comes in in those films because everyone is reacting to his straight man character. Like the the most memorable scene of the first movie when he like drinks a beer and he's like, thank you and this is good beer and he smashes it against the ground. He's like, I'll have another. And you're like, <laughs> it's funny because it's so ridiculous that like the juxtaposition of the way he would normally be in his world of Asgard and then how it works here on earth.
1: Well, you, you know, I will agree uh, before we move on. I wanted to yeah. talk a little bit, you know, I, I actually did enjoy a lot of the humor in this. I thought it was an interesting deviation, and I, I really had fun watching this movie all the way through. But I think what mm-hmm. was lost in picking that comedy is, is, like you said, not not the seriousness of Thor. Like, I actually could forgive that as a more casual viewer. But to me, you lost performances from, like, Christian Bale. Like, yeah. to me, like, I thought this movie was going to be much darker because of the way it started with Christian Bale. Yes. And his character of, of the god killer or god butcher. But yeah. I mean... Later on, the way they resolve everything, where Thor and he come together, I'm like, this just happened. Like there was like one conversation, so and they're like, yeah, we're we're all on the same and page now. And I'm like, ended. whoa, yeah. like well, how did we end up? And it's
0: upsetting because it, we're supposed to be leading to something grand. And like again, I think it was undercut because you have a bunch of little kids fighting with bunny rabbits, like.
1: And, and you're right. There were there were no sticks. Like yeah. they, were, they were like most of the battle scenes. I was not afraid that anyone major was gonna die. No. I was not afraid for anything. And that hasn't yeah. always proven true in some of the past well,
0: Right. We've Marvel seen movies. people die. We've seen stakes be lost. We've seen people sacrifice. And we get that a little bit with Jane. But I think the problem for me is Jane was a sacrifice. No one cares sacrifice. about Jane. No well, one cares. Well, because I think we all knew she was going to die. Yeah. They kept setting it up. She has stage four cancer. And, and, and
1: literally she has no place and anymore. Us, yes. we don't care.
0: Using Milnor is killing her. And I was like, oh, so she's going to die. Because well, that's how they set the whole thing up.
1: Jade, I'm going to jump into some of the treasure here okay. because all right. I actually chin chin. loved some of the
0: comedic bits. I love some too. Like, we we'll talk about listen, it. Listen,
1: first off, the fucking goats are my favorite oh my recurring gag so, in the entire fucking movie.
0: These things are hilarious. They're actually original to the comics and to the, ri- the Norse mythology. Their names are Tooth Grinder and Tooth Nasher. One of my favorite things is so, you know when...
1: Oh, we didn't mention this. If you haven't seen the movie, they're screaming goats. They're screaming goats. They're screaming goats. They're screaming goats. yeah They scream throughout the whole it's the, just based randomly. On that
0: like video of the screaming goat. Yes. Um, but like there's a joke where Thor says like you know if nothing else they're good for me and the goats stops screaming he's like M- meeting new people they're, they're a great <laughs> conversation starter well it's funny because in actual Norse Norse mythology Thor actually they, these are real goats that he has he kills them and eats them and then he resurrects them <laughs>
1: oh, that's amazing they should have done that once they should have done that once in the movie that been it great. should have been
0: like he kills them on accident it's like oh Oops. Well, do you and want to eat? Yeah. And they just like eat. And, he and then like, he's well, like, well, we can't waste good meat. And then after the end, is like, I'm kind of sad they're dead. And then like, rest or rest.
1: <laughs> that would be freaking amazing. Incredible. incredible. Uh, also, I want to add, I, I I know you're probably going to be more critical of this. But to me, some of the funniest moments were <laughs> because they give much more character to Stormbreaker, the axe. Oh, and, and yes. Mjolnir, Mjolnir. Yeah. And... It's like they're playing, especially Stormbreaker is playing a jealous like. I
0: wrote like they're like formal lovers, yeah, like it, Thor and Mjolnir like formal lovers and Stormbreaker is jealous.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, it was really funny, but like I was trying to recall. I don't remember him having that much of a personal connection with no. those objects.
0: So it was really funny, I will say, but it also is another one of those things that didn't make any sense because mm. I was like, as much as it adds to the comedy, it doesn't. Again, this is where I gripe about. It doesn't relate back to the overall MCU. Because that was never the case. True. And that was never how he was. He never looked at his hammer like a person. It was very much like, this is my source of power. Because remember, that was his whole issue before was he thought his source of power was his hammer and he had to learn that his power is not from his hammer, it's from himself. Mm. And he had to learn that after Milnur he lost Milnur. So, anyways, that even though it was really funny, I did enjoy him riding Stormbreaker like it was a broom.
1: That oh, God.
0: Hilarious. Um,
1: Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I died. But like, this just doesn't make any sense to me. But it was really funny. I, I will say that whole starting scene with him, with the Guardians of the Galaxy on that planet, fucking incredible. Oh. Like him riding Stormbreaker like it's a broom. And then when he actually finally goes to fight, like the the part where he like makes a split, between like the two uh, yeah. ships and like literally like Chris Pratt just like rolled his eyes like oh this fucking show off and then like
1: <laughs> and they're screaming like yes.
0: and
1: I'm like oh my god and
0: they look like little Jim Henson puppets
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought they were I was like do they have the licensing for this Star
0: Crystal like what is this. <laughs>
1: Also, the way he destroys like that, the, the all of their the shit. Yeah, he's yeah. like.
0: Oh, that's he's right. He's like, I, I have
1: saved you. you, and then they're
0: like, Oh, great! And the entire palace just crumbles before them. He's like, Ah! Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's like, I. I he tries that. He's like, Oh, you, you know, things happen. He's like, I don't want to talk about talk it. About I don't it. want to. Yeah. The guy mm. keeps getting mad that yeah, he broke like 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 his <laughs>
0: crystal palace. Oh, I also love the return of the Asgardian play about <gasps> events with Matt Damon, Sam Neill, G- and Luke Hemsworth, and then we get a special guest, Melissa McCarthy as Hela.
1: I lost my shit, Jay. Like Brilliant. that was so meta. That that That's, I'm going to put that up with Matt Damon's top three cameo cameos. appearances. Like absolutely, Giro Trip is still at the top. That oh. is the best cameo by I want to say any actor ever. Absolutely but this when I saw Matt Damon like it took me a minute I had to pause and go back and watch because at first I thought it was in that play I thought it was Matt Damon and Chris Hemsworth I'm like why would they use Chris yeah no just dressed up Luke Hemsworth looks like fucking Well, these are
0: recurring characters from Ragnarok because they do a play in Ragnarok when Loki's pretending to be Odin this
1: is better this this oh that's right I I do remember that but this this play is it's so meta and the best
0: part is we see these actors in a later scene after the attack on New Asgard. you're like, so when should we start writing about this? I think, <laughs> yes. Uh, and they start.
1: <laughs> I think right away.
0: I think right away. Yeah. And then <laughs> to like King Valkyrie. Valkyrie is just like, oh my God. I don't give
1: God. a shit. She's like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Um, oh, I also
0: loved, of course, we have to talk about Omnipotent City, the scene Ooh. when Thor basically calls upon Zeus to lend the gods to fight Gore, And Zeus is played by Russell Crowe. And he's doing this Greek accent. And it's such a ridiculous character, especially because he like, Keeps talking about orgies. It's brilliant. Uh, but
1: Zeus and also WrestleCrow in a skirt for yeah, Zeus. Oh, yeah. Cause Amazing. it's like a mini skirt. Yeah. It's like not it's a
0: nice long robe, no. it's a tiny thing. And then like he's like, who is this person? Cause Thor's like in disguise and he snaps his fingers <laughs> and then <laughs> Thor's like, you flick too hard, damn it. And his clothes fly off and he's like butt ass naked. But the, the back tattoo. And fucking oh, brilliant. because Thor has his back tattooed. and it's RIP. <laughs> of names of ever in his life who's died. So it's like Mother, Father, Heimdall, Loki, Tony, and Natasha.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: On his back. Oh my god.
1: And all the women faint when they all the all the muses around Zeus. Yeah, uh,
0: understandably. I guess <laughs> this is uh I guess the most ripped that Chris Hemsworth oh. has been for a film. Think,
1: I read the same stat. Yes. Like he is huge. Like I, yes. I, yeah. I, when we were doing this, I actually went back and looked at some of the clips and some of the photos for, uh, you know, the past movies. Mm-hmm. He is like 30 pounds lighter. Like he is, looks skinny he's in really those movies Here he's this He's like jacked. He looks like a God, I think it's, like was, a God character.
0: Oh my God. Absolutely. And I think it's like to be that opposition because he's coming off of the last film where he like got fat or whatever and he has a big hot yeah. belly. Um. But yeah, this that whole interaction is brilliant. And I guess it was Russell Crowe's idea to do a Greek accent. Tycho wanted him to do British, but
1: No. Yes.
0: So that's the thing. So Tycho was like, okay, you know what? We'll film it once with the British and then once with the Greek, and in the end they decided the Greek was funnier. Yeah.
1: Of course it is. Oh. It's Zeus. It, Zeus in no in no universe can you have Zeus in well, with a British accent? Every
0: other Doesn't film make sense. about the gods, they're British. So but Russell Crowe so was odd. like, no. but they're Greek. Wouldn't it be they're funnier Greek. It to makes, do
1: yeah. Greek?" That was one of the that's one of the funniest roles I've seen Russell Crowe do in a long time. Like, oh, it was. Great. I don't. It, it's not often that you see Russell Crowe do comedy.
0: Well, and anyway, what I love is that uh, so they try to trick you into thinking he's dead that Thor killed him with his own thunderbolt but then we see in the end credits he's not and we see Hercules come in so I'm like oh my god hopefully that means we we'll get to see more Russell Crowe as Zeus
1: 100% God oh they're definitely bringing him back they have to you, yeah. you have to well Jade you know I, I think I already teased who I think has one of the best performances but who for you had the best performance in this movie
0: Um, for me I'm gonna say probably Chris Hemsworth as Thor I do think he Reached into his, you know, comedy bag for this film. Yeah, you know, like I said, he's played the stronger superhero type throughout the rest of the films, so and we get to see him with his comedic chops. I think he did a really great job. Um, I mean, I would have preferred the film to not be a basically straight fucking comedy, but <laughs> um, I still think he did a fantastic job.
1: No, I, I, I love. I mean, I had him written down as well. I think Chris Hemsworth. I just think for me, I think. You know, honestly, I think I was just so disappointed by Natalie Portman. And I think that the character or the way that Tessa Thompson was able to play her character Mm -hmm. should have been the way that we saw Natalie Portman. But like, to me, I just wanted more Tessa Thompson. Like, we didn't get enough of her. She did amazing. She had so many great, like, little one-liner supporting actor roles and should have had an expanded role like i mean just some of the funny bits like when thor is of course trying to save the day by himself with all the kids (laughs) he goes and like puts a hole through their like main community center and she's like I'm, I'm billing you for this. Yeah. Like, just hope you know. And, like, little things, like, you know, even in Omnipotent City, she has a little, like, bisexual nod where she's, you know, they're all fighting and trying to get away. And she's, like, one, she has a gladiator-like moment where she's just kills, like, seven people oh and God, stands there like, amazing. are you what? entertained? Yeah. And then, like, gives a little hand kiss to one of the muses and is like see you later like, drops later down the days. ship like a fucking superhero, yeah. and it's like
0: I love great. when like, um she goes to get like Jane when she's Mighty Thor, and then she's like showing her her weapons, and then she's like, "What is that? A hand grenade?" And she's like, "No, it's a Bluetooth oh, speaker." It yeah.
1: starts playing Mary J. Blige. One hundred percent. Like every single scene that you would think that the other actor should have dominated or should have taken up more air in the space, Tessa Thompson just comes in, even with less lines, and is like, "Oh yeah. no, this is funny." And we I'm definitely like,
0: definitely needed more of her yes. for sure because
1: I think she should get a standalone movie. I would love to see a standalone King Valkyrie. 100%. Or, oh
0: my god, I wouldn't even mind a TV series about her and her sisters yeah. as Valkyries. I think
1: it'd be great. Yeah, I, I would watch that all day long. Like, I think underrated in terms of this movie, not underrated as an actress. Like, she's amazing. No, yeah, no. Great credits, but and two, you know, what I think also got left out, and who I would have, I thought yeah. I was going to say best performance, Christian Bale does maybe I think one of the best villains. Of the Marvel Universe, okay, but did not get enough screen time and did not I get enough story. They the didn't same do him justice.
0: Way because I think Christian Bale's performance is so good in this movie. I think it's better than what I think someone would have expected for this role. Because you're right, he's given little to no screen time I think that was again one of my biggest yeah. complaints was we didn't get to see enough of the villain be the villain I wanted to see him actually butchering gods yeah. left and fucking right and we didn't get to see that
1: to me if you were to if I were to rank right now like it would be just Brolin as uh, fucking Thanos for Marvel Ooh, villains. yeah, And then Christian Bale. Even though Christian Bale didn't get the screen time. And honestly, I think that could have flip-flopped for yes. me if Christian Bale had gotten his story.
0: Yes, because he has a really, really good story. I think his character, like he has such a good character in this. Like I loved the scene when he's with the children and they're like telling each other stories and then he like pops in and he has <laughs> that dead animal. And he was like, <laughs> this is Humpty Dumpty or whatever. Oh, he rips the head up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Creep- he was like, you know what his favorite thing? Oh, yeah. You know what Humpty loves? Having his head ripped off and like rips it off. And then the kid screams. He's like, he liked it till a second ago.
1: Yeah. Like it's, (laughs) it's hilarious and deeply disturbing at the same time. Like, and I think that's. Only Christian Bale brings a performance like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and like even the story of like with him losing his daughter to me, with like that was the only part that I felt emotional. I didn't feel emotional oh. when Jane died no. because the beginning was like you could feel his tragedy. like tragedy. Yeah, like pain, the suffering he felt, how much he loved his daughter,
1: and he didn't even have a line no. in the first couple minutes of the movie. But no. like his acting was just so far it was above that great. And yeah. even
0: yeah, and even you could see a searing pain when he meets Rapu and is like we prayed to you and you didn't help us and Rappu's like, I don't give a fuck about you. The
1: realization when he goes from devoted like follower to like, what?
0: Yeah, to like rampage. My whole life has
1: been shattered. Like, Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. No, it's great. Uh,
1: You know, just really quickly, I I have so many quotes written down, but like, Same. I'm just going to paraphrase here. One of my favorite recurring things is actually from natalie portman i'll give her this it's the catchphrases <laughs> Oh yes the fucking yeah. catchphrases where she's like if it's a color they need yeah. let's bring the rainbow and this <laughs> and thor's like um what what was what that, was that? And, and and then it's the king valkyrie she's like oh it's it's a catchphrase and he goes are there a lot of these like yeah. <laughs> and then she cuts to another scene and she's like how about it's hammer time yeah or Eat, eat my, my hammer, hammer. <laughs> and he's like it's it, it's a workshop it's you know you gotta work through these things it's you know and she, throughout the week she's just like coming up with new catchphrases like, yeah, okay yeah. sure let's go with that. it i love that no that was such yeah. a
0: great recurring thing <laughs> oh my god um, I, I love the one when um thor is an omnipotent city and when he's talking about he's trying to like rally all the gods and he's like once we bring the children back we shall feast and then everyone shares he's like not on them. No. And then everyone goes really quiet and he's like, We we don't do that anymore. That is a dark part of our history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are I, I will give it to Tego White like there are a lot of little moments like that, some quotes that, that are really hilarious and is good. Any any other quotes before we move on? Um
0: probably one that really got me was during their battle and Gore's like call the axe and Thor's like I'll call the axe and you call a dentist because <laughs> he's like red in his face. <laughs> and to me I felt like that's 100% something I would yes. do in that situation <laughs> like, yeah. be like like can you you're like can right you, in my fucking face I know
1: this is a thing and you're probably gonna kill me but like can we just you, have a little space like you, that do would do you be... have
0: palatosis <laughs> 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 do you need to call a doctor
1: <laughs> so Jade I think it's time where do you put this movie in terms of a rating
0: um I think everyone probably knows at this point this is a shelf
1: <gasps> yeah Jade, this might be the first time
0: our ratings are. I know. Our ratings are flip flop.
1: Flip flop because I actually thought this was a gem. Wow. I like listen. I actually sat down and watched this movie almost all the way through twice. Like I, 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 I watched. Did watched it watch twice, it twice. <laughs> and I would probably watch it again. Like if someone were like, Hey, do you want to watch Thor: Love and Thunder? I'd be like, Yeah. No, I was totally, exhausted totally watch
0: watching it. it the second really? time.
1: See, and yeah. that was actually the other thing I wanted to point out that I thought was a treasure. This is one of the shorter Marvel movies. This is only about two hour runtime. Yeah, well, like eight. Like I mean, could it have used it a little more? Sure. I probably could have watched a couple more minutes of this movie. No, and- what they
0: could have done was cut out some of the bullshit scenes and <laughs> added in things that actually made sense. Like, again, well, what we said was like, I want to see more of God you know, or gore actually killing God. You know
1: what? I think there's such a, a difference here. Boy, I'm a little more positive and probably you're a little bit more. I think this is a difference between our, if you are a Marvel super fan, I think people are going to be more on your side in terms of not giving this... Or enjoying this movie as much because it. You're right. Like if if I were to go back and probably watch all three of the Thor movies and really get back into them and remember some of the plot points, I think I'd be like, "Oh, this is a deviation." But like, I think for me, being inundated with so much Marvel recently and all, like Doctor Strange and Mm. all these other, Shang Chi, and this one for me was an outlier because it's so starkly different. It's so, it directed differently and it's, it's different.
0: To me, it feels it's just so different that it doesn't belong. Like it doesn't, it, this feels I think like you're right. a separate movie from everything else. And like that's what bothers me is so I'm like, this is a continuation of a story that we've been following and it feels like it's like fucking all the way on Planet yeah. X and we're over here on like Planet A and I'm like, I don't understand where that came from because that's not the story we've been following. For
1: me, aside from a couple moments, like obviously you have a few nods here and there to other stuff. You can almost, as a casual Marvel fan, watch this movie, not have to have a full understanding, even though I complained about it because I still think we should have that, (laughs) and enjoy this movie for what it is without doing And I think that's rare in today's current Marvel universe. I mean,
0: I think if it was a separate film and it didn't have any precursor films, of course, it would have been great. But I think this film for me suffers because this is the fourth installment of a series of films and it just is completely off base of what they've already established. And not only is it the fourth in a series of four films about Thor, but it's like the 26th in a series about the same events. And it's just like, I I love Taika Waititi, and I think he did a great job, but it's not a Marvel film for me. This might as well just been like a slapstick comedy. (laughs) And it was. It was very slapsticky. Again, funny. I laughed. But to me, I was like, I'm – This doesn't matter in the grant. controversial I know this is going to piss a lot of people off sorry but fucking Dark World was better than Thor Love and Thunder because you know what Dark World I genuinely was actually afraid for Jane dying Um, There was actually real stakes there were real villains that we could actually see being real villains and Thor actually had to sacrifice things and there was real like his mother fucking died and that's true you know like there was real shit happening that felt like a superhero moment of I have to go stop dark elves from trying to take over my home planet and killing the woman that I love and I lost my mother in the process this was um I'm gonna get my girlfriend back and maybe save some children but in the grand scheme of things it doesn't actually fucking matter um <laughs> and I guess I'm gonna convince this man to love his daughter more than killing gods and I was yeah. like uh, okay that
1: well listen uh, you out there are gonna have to watch this movie for yourself Thor Love and Thunder and see which side you're on so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go watch it. I think we'd both recommend that. If you like Marvel it's movies, enjoyable. go enjoy it. It's free on Disney+. Plus. Let's see who you are. I take off your disguise. And flip. Oh, you flipped too hard, damn it! Should we help him? I mean, eventually, Grape. Yeah! And if you want to watch... Thor: Love and Thunder. You can watch it on Disney Plus. That was our movie this week. But uh, Jade, I actually have had, as opposed to some of the weeks past, uh, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about our weekly watches. Weekly watches. First off, I'll, I'm, start. I'm just gonna take uh, it. Away. Okay. If you don't mind, I'm gonna just take <laughs> it. I uh, finally caught up on a movie that I hadn't watched in a while, Belfast, uh, which oh, was big last award yeah, season. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Excellent movie. Like it's a little, it's, it's good. heavy. It's, it's heavy. It's yeah. well shot, well acted. I see why I didn't really like win, you mm-hmm. know, compared to some of the stuff I was stacked up against, but it was good. And, uh, you know, continue to watch uh, House of Dragons and Rings of Power, both of okay. which I'm enjoying. There's more controversy around Rings of Power now, not for the reasons we've already talked about right. with having, you know, maybe some more people of color. <laughs> but uh, I think people are having a hard time with it because... I don't feel that we've gotten to a point in the show where there's actual stakes. Mm. Like, where there's actual, like, you know, Lord of the Rings is easy. Because it's, here's a situation, there's a ring, that we need to destroy it, and we're on a mission. Like, Lord Lord of the Rings, all three movies, you are clear, You know what your mission is, even though there's diverting, you know, stories and things things going on. Like, there is one clear mission. We don't have that yet. Mm. So there's a lot of, world building happening okay in, in these for like i think we're four or five episodes oh in my God. so like there's just we're learning a about. lot i love it i'm i'm kind of i love this high fantasy and like mm-hmm. i've been a tolkien super fan i've read the books multiple times so i've only read this Silmarillion once because jesus it's a lot yeah but like it's a lot this is this is Really deep into the lore, so I think that people are struggling with it. I'm mm-hmm. still kind of having fun. Like I think it's I think I'm okay with it. Well, that's you know?
0: good. Yeah. And you no, know what? Speaking of watches, uh, she Hulk the last episode. Madison Jade. She needs to be series regular. I want a whole Jade. spin-off of her and Wong as like roommates watching this, TV together.
1: Anyone who thinks this is a terrible show is a terrible person. Like I I, I no longer trust them. They, if they someone, don't have
0: a personality, is what I believe. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> I will now judge everyone from the fact if they have if they have seen She-Hulk and they don't prefer it, I don't prefer them. Like that's just <laughs> that you don't you don't prefer She-Hulk? Oh, you're a you're sorry. You're a scumbag. You yeah, have to be. Because that's all,
0: like on my hinge profile.
1: <laughs> every fucking episode of this show only gets better. Yes. Like it has not disappointed me. Why oh, yeah. is it only thirty minutes? This is the only show I want to be an hour. I want the show to Thank be a fucking you. hour.
0: Um the last episode too, nothing like cracking it more than when Jennifer looks at the uh she always breaks the fourth wall she narrates and she basically was like let's just face it any time Wong's in an episode it's gonna be like a good episode or something and I was like god damn
1: it's they, so good I, I haven't looked yet I don't know who's writing the show but whoever's writing and directing the show understands their audience well, more than women. any other show yeah. <laughs> Listen, even as a man yeah. I'm having a great time but you're right I mean there yeah. is there is something for everything in this show and mm-hmm. like it's good. Like there is so no other way to describe it. If you're yeah. not watching this, you can get. Re- I would stop watching everything else I'm watching right now for the show. Like yeah. this is good.
0: I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, I did start. Well, I didn't just start. I finished it. Uh, The Imperfects on Netflix. I just started that. Yeah. So you know, it's not necessarily bad, but it's kind of a little bit. It. Lacks. you could tell this is a very very low budget production and you know what's really funny is about like second episode in I was like something feels off about this show and I figured out I was like this is not an American show and I looked and it's Canadian oh
1: my god that makes so much sense
0: yes and it's like I don't know how else to explain it but it's something about Canadian I- sci-fi shows like it just feels slightly off
1: I don't know why that didn't click for me but like now yeah. that you say that it makes sense. I'm only four episodes in, but that makes complete sense. Yeah,
0: and it's funny because literally every show on the actual Sci-Fi Channel is Canadian, and I'm like, this feels like a Sci-Fi Channel show.
1: To me, this screamed like it was so... Uh, to me, it was CW and Sci-Fi had a baby. Like, this yes. this is what it screamed to me because it exactly was... exactly it. It's the trashy teenage, like, CW formula, but, like, yeah. mixed with the show style of Sci-Fi. Yes. Like, that's what it was for me.
0: Exactly, and it's one of those where it's like... It was kind of a, just an easy watch. Like I just basically did oh, household chores while it was on. Yeah. Like you it, scroll I, on your
1: phone. You can do other things. Yeah, and you, decent you're amount not, of when You're not going to get lost. Decent
0: amount of like, you know, action, sci-fi. It was fine. You know, nothing nothing crazy.
1: Nice. Yeah. Anything else on your weekly watch list?
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> I got around to watching Morbius.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Good for you, because I don't know if I can do that.
0: Listen, I just, I had to, so I can have an opinion on it. And it was rough. The CGI, I, I don't know whose decision it was to, instead of just using, like, prosthetics, decided just to CGI Jared Leto's face. It makes oh, no sense. It's atrocious. The, like, the styling of it, the, like, the acting, the, the love interest. I'm like, you're telling me this beyond gorgeous woman is like a biochemist scientist. Not that, that can't happen, but like she's like a supermodel, and I just—it's <laughs> just really hard for me to see this. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't know.
1: This feels—I have no opinion on this because I uh, this this feels sexist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably
1: pretty people can be smart too, Jane.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know personally, obviously, <laughs> but I just felt like I was like this. Just felt typical. I don't know. It was fine. It was anyways. But it's interesting because they connect it to obviously something that's gonna be a little bit bigger in the Sony Marvel universe. They have a Spider Man villain that comes in on the end. So it seems like they're gonna try to spin off into something else. (sighs) Uh, I may or may not watch. We'll see.
1: It to me, that just sounds like Ant-Man. Like, I don't care how many you make with Paul Rudd, even though he's amazing. I'm not going to
0: watch. Not worth it. I don't it care. No.
1: I don't care. Well, you know what we haven't done in a while? And there's so many shows that have dropped recently. Yes. I mean, we have, we've talked a little bit, Rick and Morty has dropped a new season. Uh, mm-hmm. The Handmaid's Tale has dropped a new season on Hulu. Great British Bake Off came back. Ooh, which, by the way, yes. Jade, good news for those who are like me, have followed mm-hmm. all 13 seasons. You can watch it before it's on Netflix for free in the U.S. Oh. It's actually, so Channel 4 holds that movie, holds that show in the yeah. UK, and they're streaming all the episodes as they come out for free on their website.
0: Oh, shit. It's Channel
1: 4's website. If you want to watch it before it's on Netflix? So you don't have
0: to wait 10 years. Like Detroit Don't girls. to wait 10 years. It can
1: be yeah. right there on oh the website in the US for free. Yes. But Jade, we haven't done this in a while. What about some Jade's Rex? Jade's
0: Rex. Oh, yes. I got some for you. All right, so I'm gonna definitely recommend. This is a Hulu original show, "Tell Me Lies." Yes, so this show is. Can, can I
1: tease? I watched the show. Yeah. On Jay's recommendation. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's okay. So it's very steamy. There's a lot of sex, but it's not just about the sex that makes a show good. It's. Basically, 2007, young college students. It kind of follows the main character, Lucy, as she kind of goes through her first real experiences with, like, love and friendship and a bunch of other things. But it feels so grounded and real. Like, for a show that's a drama, I think what we see most often is... A lot of stories and things get over-dramatized, but this show feels so incredibly real to the point where I'm like, I have had that exact interaction with someone or that exact thing has happened to me. Like, it's eerie. And it takes place in 2007, so it yeah. also hits the same age around I was when I was in college. So I'm like, this is like a flashback of, of things for me.
1: <laughs> you know what I really like about Two Jade, so far, because it's only, it's a weekly, so there's, I think we're three or four episodes in. yeah. And one, it's not about high schoolers. It's, yes. a, it's, a, it's age appropriate. It's for college, which I'm like, I don't feel quite as gross watching. Watching them outside. sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sex scene because it's, it's college. So I love that about the show. First, That was the first uh-huh. thing I noticed. And, you know, to me, too, for a drama, I feel like too often we, we go into the trope of black and white. Mm -hmm. Right. Like everything is black and white. It's good and bad. It's, you know, evil or it's not. Yeah. This
0: is a good person. This is a bad person. This is
1: it's very gray. Yeah. And but it's still it it like nothing is quite good and nothing is quite bad. It just is.
0: Yeah. They don't paint anyone as like a villain or bad character. Like everyone has their flaws, but then also everyone has moments where they're in the right. And it's interesting because. Uh, the one guy, Steven, I find his character fascinating. I will say the last episode, there was definitely some moments where I was like, ooh, he is gaslighting the fuck out of her. <laughs> but at the same time, there's a very complex relationship happening between him and Lucy where I don't necessarily think he's the bad guy. Yeah. In in certain things that he does, where I'm like, well, you know, this is how relationships work or this is how the relationship was started and you agreed upon that you learn when you're older. But, you know, she's 18, he's like 20, so they're in that stage of learning about these things in life. So, anyways, highly recommend. Uh, Second show is Wedding Season, also on Hulu. Really? Yes. Uh, So, this is Rosa Salazar, uh, who we know from Brand New Cherry Flavor, which... (laughs) Terrible show, (laughs) but she's amazing.
1: I still never watched that show.
0: (laughs) It haunts me. Okay. And, but this one is really good. It's 30 minute episodes, uh, eight episodes total. So it's like four hours. Yeah. They have all episodes available right now. And it's basically about this. A British man who falls in love with this woman who's engaged he tries to stop her wedding she tells him she doesn't want to be with him only for all of her husband and her in-laws to be poisoned uh, at the reception and so she's to blame and then she convinces him to go on the run with her because she says that she's innocent hmm. so then the rest of the show is like them being on the run someone is chasing them they're trying to prove their innocence meanwhile he's trying to figure out what happened and who she is and um there's just, I mean, it's chaotic and it's really good. It's funny.
1: Nice. Yeah. A- anything else on your list? Any recs?
0: Um, no, just those two.
1: No, I, I, I will yeah. say I, I'm, I'll have to check out Wedding Season because yeah. your last recommendation. Not that any of your recommendations are terrible, <laughs> but like, <laughs> Thanks, I'll say, Tell Me Lies. Or, Don't tell me.
0: It's Tell Me Lies. Tell Me
1: Lies. Yeah. God, I think that's going to be one of those that people are going to be talking about when the whole series is out. Yes. So if you want to get ahead and be mm-hmm. better than your friends. Start watching this because it's good.
0: Yeah. It's you good. say like, yeah. I, I started watching that when it was on.
1: Yeah. I started watching it when it was on. But <laughs> hey, let's talk about our movie coming up next week that we're going to review. Yes. We've decided to go back to Netflix. Mm-hmm. What's the movie that we're going to be uh, reviewing? Do
0: Revenge. Week? So this stars Maya Hawke and Camila Mendez. But Camila Mendez, you might know from Riverdale. and Maya Hawke is from Stranger Things.
1: This has actually been on my queue for quite a while. Like, we were looking Same. through the movies to review, and we started talking to a few, and I was like, Ooh, this has been on my list. I know it's probably been on yours. Like, I don't know. I, I'm either. Uh, we've had a good run of reviewing, I say, Netflix movies recently. So yeah. I'm hoping this this matches up or it measures same up. yeah same yeah so uh, anyway just uh this has been a, a little bit of a longer episode but jade where can folks find out more uh, about us if they want to learn more between now and next week
0: yeah so you guys can follow us on instagram facebook twitter and tiktok we are our taste is trash you can also find us on our website our taste is so
1: come back next week when we review our movie it's on netflix right now it's called do revenge so hope to see you next week To get ourselves a tree.